Welcome to the Bridging the Gap podcast, where our mission is to encourage, equip, and empower every woman on her faith journey with Jesus Christ. Today, we are honored to hear from credentialed minister, brand producer, new auntie, and Minnesota-born girl, Morgan Pearson, as she has a conversation with our podcast host, McKelty Bloom. In this episode, you will hear Morgan, someone who likes to plan, share how she strives to be flexible towards God's plans and is working on being obedient to His call. Morgan will also talk about how God's plan can make our original plans even better. She hopes to encourage other planners who struggle with wanting to follow God's call for their life while also wanting control. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Well, this is a long time coming, but welcome to the podcast, Morgan. (laughs) Hello. I'm so excited to be on. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm so glad you're here because I want to know you personally. We've been friends since college, and um, I know that you have so much wisdom in what we're going to be talking about today, and I just get excited, one, because I get to talk to you, and two, because I'm like, oh, people are going to be so encouraged. Oh, <laughs> good. I think it's, I know you say wisdom, thank you for saying that, but I think it's mostly because I've gone through some of the the hard, the hard part. <laughs> it's more wisdom from, like, experience, because, you know... Yeah, that's still a part of wisdom. We go through it, we learn, (laughs) we figure it out as we go. But (laughs) uh, I, you know, I've wanted you to come onto the podcast for a while because I just, I know your heart for the topic of just God's timing in our lives and following his path and obedience. And uh, I, that's where we're going to camp out today and just talk Mm -hmm. a lot about. And before we get started, I know you well, but would you introduce yourself for those of you, uh, those of us listeners who may not know you very well? Yes, my name is Morgan Pearson, and this is such a like, yeah, like where you even start with this, but I was born and raised in Farmington, Minnesota, grew up out in the country. We built a house, my grandparents' farm, so definitely lived the the country life growing up and loved that. Um awesome experience out there down on the farm. And then, <laughs> uh, for in college, I, um, went to North central and, um, loved it downtown there. So, but now I currently, and we'll get to all this my story, but reside in Miami, Florida <laughs> and love it here. And, um, yeah, huge fan of bridging the gap and your podcast. Yeah. And McKelty, we've known each other. I think it's, Almost 10 years. It's right? got to be 10, almost 10 years. Which is nuts. <laughs> I still feel like we're in college. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm excited to chat and um, yeah, and thank you for having me on again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's funny because I'm sitting here in my like dark, dreary basement and you're in this like sunny room in Florida. <laughs> yes, gotta get the rays. Oh my gosh. So it just cracks me up. But you have also been involved with Bridging the Gap and you were actually the person that connected me to Bridging the Gap and um, worked at the district. You wanted to share a little bit about what you did at the district? Yes, I um, was in the youth department, so Minnesota Student Ministries as the um, the admin there, and I worked with Kirby St. John. If you know him, you love him. He always makes <laughs> you laugh. I always used to say I would cry most days at work, but it was because I was laughing so hard at, <laughs> at his jokes, and he's just a really fun guy. So yeah, I worked in the youth department 
supported Kirby in his role, planned all the youth events, camp, fine arts, youth convention, all the things, which is really awesome. And I'll talk about that a little bit more too. And then um, I worked right across the hall from the Bridging the Gap team, um, Kristen and Carol at the time. So shout out to both of them. They're amazing. And um, they would ask me, they would kind of pull me in and ask me to be a part of things. And um, it was really fun to also uh, yeah, do different things with Thrive and different Bridging the Gap events. So um, yeah, I was kind of by like default with working in the office, but also I kind of had a passion for that too. So, mm-hmm. and so fun. Yes. To have you connected. And it's been so awesome to see you just grow and thrive in this role and all the different opportunities that come because of that. Like God is so cool on the way he just connects people's paths. And mm-hmm. this has been like a passion on your heart to, to do this. So so fun that and honored that God connected us and used us for this. Seriously. Yes. He, he is good at doing that. <laughs> so we're going to talk today. I kind of alluded to it a little bit about just God's timing. And you and I are both like type A planning people. Like we yeah. have <laughs> connected from the start on that in college. And I know that about you. And one of the Our group projects things, were, were pretty, pretty yes. great. <laughs> we were group project partners. We knew what we were doing. It was great. But one of the things I have absolutely loved to see in your life and have the priv- have had the privilege to watch you go through it all is just yeah. how God has moved you in so many different directions and in so many different experiences in college and after college and ending up where you are now, but to see how it's all completely been for his glory and his good. And it's all been a plan. Even in those moments we're sitting somewhere and you're like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what to do. And I just would love to hear more from you today on that experience and just encouraging people too of those of us who are sitting here just like, I don't know where God is calling me to, or I feel he's calling me in this way, but I'm scared. But just the planners of (laughs) planners out there need that encouragement. But let's go back to the beginning of college. And what, what were your goals, your, you know, your career choices, your thoughts as you came into college and how did those change and grow while you were there? Right. Yes. Um, yeah, it's like you, you you love your type A planners, you need them in life, but it's, it's a hard role to be in sometimes. Um, but yeah, going into college, um, I had a huge passion for fighting human trafficking. Actually, that passion started um, for me back um, when I, I grew up in some ways of God, some ways of God church in Farmington, Minnesota. Um, and we would always go to MYC or Minnesota Youth Convention growing up. So it was actually there, one of the speakers, it was my first time ever hearing about human trafficking. And um, it just marked me. Like it started a passion in my heart for wanting to do something about it. And especially growing up in a small town, I was like, how in the world is, why is this happening? Like never heard of it. Um, so I was also in high school or whatever, like the counselor and my friends, like everyone would come to me for this and that. So I knew I wanted to do something in that realm. And there wasn't a you know, fighting human trafficking majors. So <laughs> the next best thing with just some guidance and counsel of people that I knew um, was for social work. So 
yeah, I, I was dead set on social work. And I think being a type A planner, like I personally, me, I know you did a little bit, but like, I didn't change like the, all the way through. I was like, that is what I'm doing. This is what I know, like God's calling me to do. And I'm on a mission to get it done and to do this. Um, so that was kind of my drive and my my what I thought like plans for me um all throughout college and that was like my big um motivation um with that with with college going to college Mm -hmm. and you ended up graduating with your social work degree and got licensed as a social worker Mm -hmm. and so you're on this all the the hoops hoops to get to that place So you're graduated, you're licensed, you're like, okay, I think that this is, this is what I want to do. And then walk me through then what happened after college. Yeah. So I right away, um, even in, um, when I heard about human trafficking and the, you know, the injustice of it, I started following like nonprofits or organizations that were like doing something about it. And one of them was a 21, um, which is Christine Kane. A few, a lot of people are probably familiar with her. Um, she's a well-known preacher of the wor- word around the world. So um, she has an organization called A21, which stands for Abol- Abolishing Slavery in the 21st Century. And um, that was an organization that I had followed like since like 10th grade. So I was like, I want to do an internship there. And they have locations around the world, but their main base was in California. And just kind of a cool... Um, coincidence too, that I had family that lived out there like 10 minutes away from the office. So right after college, that was like my dream organization. Like this is where I would love to work and want to be. Um, looking back, I'm like, I definitely put that kind of on a pedestal. <laughs> like this is the end all be all goal, which isn't bad all the time. But um, I think my heart looking back was like very like locked in or connected to that, like all happening. So I did get accepted and I did do the, the um, internship out there. But however, that didn't go the way I planned either because um, not that's a bad thing, but I feel like a lot of times when people intern somewhere, they're like hoping dream is like to get hired on and like more likely than not, you're probably not <laughs> going to. But I just, I was so bummed after because I thought this was the dream or the goal. Like I want to work here and it didn't happen the way I wanted it to. And, um, and just even like being, and this is a whole nother topic or layer, but it just wasn't the experience that I thought it was going to be either. Um, with, it was my, I was straight out of college too. It's a little naive, I guess, but being in like a Christian organization or ministry, like you think it's going to be a certain way or people are going to act and be, you know, we all love Jesus and we're going to whatever, but it wasn't, wasn't uh, butterflies and rainbows all the time, I'll just say, but it was awesome. Like overall experience, love them, what they're doing. Like they really are changing the world and helping those that are enslaved um, in, in human trafficking and all that. But yeah, it was such a bummer when it was done because I didn't get hired on there. They had talked to me a little bit. I think that also like raised my expectations of that happening um, so that was definitely like, uh, broke my heart. I was like after, and I just, I moved back home. Cause I was like, I don't know what else to do. Like my community's there, my, or did my internships. Cause this was still the goal is to work at a safe house. Um, and then coming back, there was this, someone from my internship 
connected me to this uh, pretty much shelter for youth that had been trafficked or vulnerable to being trafficked. And um, I just was like, wanted to work there so bad. It's like, whatever I can do to get in. And um, after like two months, I uh, got a job there, but it was the overnight shift and it was not a glamorous social work job at all. Um, I felt like I was like, uh, I don't know, like a youth leader, like in a maid, like I was having to clean and this and that. And I was definitely willing, and this is part of it too, like to put in the work and like start somewhere. Um, and you know, maybe over time I could do a day shift or whatever, but it was just an overall, like very toxic environment where like, I wasn't learning people weren't willing to like pour into me, like my oversights and all of that. So that was another big heartbreak for me on, you know, granted it was one organization in one place. And I just was like, my God, like I thought this was it. And I did all these things and this is what I wanted. And why did it turn out like this? And this is for sure. Like when I called you up, it was like, I don't know what to do. Like I tried this and I literally felt like I was going through like an early life crisis, you know, a little dramatic, but, um, just like, what am I supposed to do? Like, this is what I thought I wanted to do. And it's not working out. Like, I feel like I keep running into walls or closed doors and it's just not, you know, the, I don't feel like this is the full dream or vision that like God really put on my heart. So that was, um, kind of that journey a little bit with social work. Then after that, I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to be open maybe to something else that isn't social work. And, um, <clears throat> started working for a nonprofit in, um, Minneapolis in their event, uh, department and help plan things. Cause I was like, I love planning. And that's just their, their job opening that they had there, help putting the events. And I was there for about a year. And then after that, um, led me to working at the district for three years. Um, and then after working at the district for three years, another dream or the one that again, back like in college or back whenever I would have never thought of, um, led me here to Miami. And I did a, a program here, a leadership program at a local church. And, um, that just finished up. And this is part of it too. Like, I feel like you can always be in this season where I'm, I, I do feel like I'm kind of back in this, like what's next for mm -hmm. me. And, um, yeah, just kind of figuring out what's next. I will say though, it is with getting older and growth over time, it is fun to look back and be like, Morgan in college would be freaking out right now. Like what's next? Or I have to have a plan. Like what I need to do by I've been pretty calm and collective with being like, okay, God, I know, you know, you've showed up for me times before and you've, um, you know, made my path, my steps clear. And I, I'm not freaking out as I think old Morgan would be right now. So that's kind of like a brief mm -hmm. timeline, I guess, of, of my past and um, kind of where I am today. Yeah, I love that. And I just want to freaking out in this planning stage and not knowing what to do, but you have over time been flexible and have figured it out. And, you know, how do you balance having your own dreams and goals and your own personality of just being type A or a planner, but then not being too prepared and having the opportunity to be flexible for whatever God has for you? Right. I think we talked about this a little bit, like being type A and planning, I think goes hand in hand with perfectionism. And that can be a very fine line and hard line, like to walk. Um, 
with with that but i i think it's good to be prepared um but it also can creep into being controlling and um i just think i look back to even myself in college when i definitely was operating in those not good traits of controlling and perfectionism i just look back and i'm like i was even controlling in planning or whatever like in my friendships and like even in my like relationships like whoever I was dating at the time like I'm sorry to all my past boyfriends and friends but I look back and I'm like I was controlling over their lives as well and over things because I wanted everything to go according to my plan or what I thought should happen or what society tells us at the time or culture um so I definitely look back and I'm like it can be such a fine line where you can be prepared and it's good to think ahead and do all the things, but it can, it can easily flip over to being controlling and things have to be perfect. And that can ruin a lot of friendships, relationships, and just different areas of your life. So I think that would be one thing, like being able to look at myself, you know, identify, is this coming out of control? Or am, am I afraid of something? Is that why I'm trying to be in control? Or did something happen in my past that's maybe bringing this out in me to, to feel like I need, this needs to be perfect or it, it can't happen this way again? Um, yeah. So just identifying, like, am I trying to take this into my own hands? Because usually pro tip doesn't turn out <laughs> the best when you do that at all. But I think this is the tension I've struggled with though too. And I'm, I feel like I'm always thinking through is like, but it is so good to have dreams and visions and like God calls us to do that. Like he's made us like with an imagination and like he's created us to, to have that and live in that. And it's such a crazy, like I'm looking out to the skyscrapers and things like someone like thought how to build this and how to dream and a vision for that. So I think it is good to have those things but but let God lead them you know and I would always get frustrated with people be like what's your calling or this is such like a, a church a Christianese right word or phrase of like what do you, what's God calling you to do and I'd get so frustrated because I'd be like I don't know I don't know right now like it's kind of like when someone's going off to college and at their grad party they're like what are you what are you doing now and next you better have something to say because everyone's gonna ask you just kidding um but I would just get so right. frustrated with like what are your dreams? And I think I've just had to come to a place of like, my calling is to be a Christ follower and whatever he's calling me to do or to be like, I'm going to be obedient to that. And I might have all these dreams. I've also learned there are some people in life that are the visionary, like that's their strength. And then I've realized in my own life, like I'm the person that maybe comes along and like, supports these people and their dreams and what they're what God's put on their heart because they're not able to do all the little logistics or the things to really make that thing flourish so it's like it is a cool like teamwork with that but um yeah I just had to come to a place where like I follow Jesus and like dreams and visions like will come like from from that in my life but also having to be I think open to changes and pivots, like in obedience with that. Um, when things change and maybe they not go as planned, like I think it's a character test too. Like, am I freaking out? Like, how do I respond when thing when things like that happen? And mm-hmm. really have to take a step back and have the perspective of okay. Since this isn't going the way I'm planned, I'm not going to get mad and frustrated at myself or someone else or God. But I'm really going to look at it as like 
okay, God, you're trying to grow me. You're trying to refine me here. So like, what, what do you want me to learn from this? And what are you trying to show me more about like your character that I may not learn any other way or from any other sermon or from book? Like you're trying to teach me something through, um, you know, this pivot or this, this dream changing or not happening. Like, what are you trying to show and do in my life that I wouldn't get, it wouldn't get through to me any other way I would say too. And then, um, the last thing, and this is very hard, I think, for type A people and having to grow in this, is to have fun. Have fun with your life and your dreams and <laughs> the process. Like God wants us to enjoy life and not just be going through it to just surviving day to day and living mm-hmm. this woe is me life, but I'm serving God. Like there's not this like badge of honor for that. And I think people, it's easy to put that on that badge of honor, like, Oh, but I'm sacrificing this dream or I'm not doing this, um, for that. But like, what are, what are the things that he's created in you that you love that is makes you different from anyone else? Like can even be something silly. Like for me, like a huge reason why I moved down to Miami was like, I loved the beach (laughs) and like, I wanted to be by the beach and that's not all like, I don't know, spiritual or like God saying this exact, you know, he did with through other things and reasons, but another big reason was because of that. So I think it is like tapping into like, what do you enjoy in life? Like what, what brings you joy or what, um, what what makes you happy like what makes you feel like alive with that and um but also you know test it like you know is this something that's biblical in the word word is it rooted in truth is there anything that you know that maybe isn't in line with his word that I shouldn't do this or have this dream or whatever and um it can ask trusted people in your life but if all those things add up to like green lights then do it have fun and um yeah. Sometimes I just feel like God is saying like, Morgan, what do you want to do? Like, like what, mm-hmm. what is your, it can look different or it can change, but like, there's no wrong cho- choice here. Like when we are truly like following the Lord in our day-to-day life and obedience, like, I think a lot of times, you know, God is saying, Mikhail D, like, what do you want to do? Like, you can make this decision. Like, it's good that you ask and pray, but at the end of the day, like have fun with, with where you are in life too. Yeah. That's a really good, just like reframe of somebody who might be really struggling with, I want to, you know, I want to do this plan that I came up with or someone who was like, I genuinely want to do what God has for me. And I want to go on his path and are just so afraid of doing the wrong thing. I know I've struggled with that. It's like, oh, I so desperately want to be on the path that God has for me. What if I mess it up? You know, what if I do something? It can be, it can be paralyzing so that you don't even do anything. Mm -hmm. And you know, I think sometimes too, and this is something I have to, it's hard for me. Is like, I'm so indecisive with things too, because I do want to pick the best thing. Like, Oh, but I want to wait. Maybe it's the best thing is coming or I don't know what to pick. Like mm. even the little things like where to go to eat, whatever. But then like, if I struggle with those little decisions, like <laughs> I know I struggle with the big decisions too. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I think even, you know, not making a decision like is a decision in itself because you're not, mm you know, you're not making a decision with that too, but yeah, I know this is all like easier said than done too. And Oh yeah. Like in the moment, it might not be easy to 
have fun and do all these things. But I think it's just a good reminder that even in those tough times, like just to, to be reminded of these things too. And, you know, like you said, is if you are somebody that is struggling with that kind of paralyzing fear of like, okay, well, this was the plan I wanted, or this is what I thought what God's original plan was for me, but it's not just to take that moment. And I love what you said of just saying like, you know what, I'm just, I'm a Christ follower and I Mm -hmm. am just going to step in obedience in the areas that he is guiding me to, because Yeah. yeah, you have specific dreams and desires and passions that God created you with. Like you have those for a reason. So kind of just follow that lead of where is this taking me? Like, wow, I really love writing. I think I'm going to try writing or like art or, you know, something along those lines. And he guides you in that. So I've loved, I just loved that reframe and thinking. Yeah. And I think with that too, like when God speaks little like dreams or stuff or plans in our heart too, like they don't always make sense at first or they don't Mm -hmm. seem like logical or like, that I, you know, I I need to do something that makes me money or I need to do something that benefits my family or my husband or whatever. But it's, I think it's too, it's like no one else is going to maybe understand it at the time or at the beginning, because it's what God is calling you to do. He's not calling anyone else. Like it's a direct line between you and him and no one's going to understand. And I think that's a big thing for I think for me or people that like I've gone through or that you, you want validation or you want to make sure other people like support what you're doing. You care about other people think, but it is having to let go of that. I know God's calling, have this confidence of, I know God is calling me to do this and it may not make sense right now, but like, I'm going to trust him like in the process, even if I can't see the the finish line right now. Yeah. So something you talked about, which I think so many people feel this deeply is, you know, you do all this work of going to school, getting your social work degree, getting licensed. You're like social work. This is what I'm going to do. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm now moving into more of a ministry role. I'm now moving into more of a planning role. I'm considering getting, you know, credentialed. Like there's all of these things and something that I know you, you struggled with and and you talked about a little bit is like, did I like, did I waste my time? Like being in that career? Like, did I do the wrong thing? Like, so talk to the people who might just be feeling really guilty or just struggling with not being in the career that they thought they would be in or that they went to school for what, what just advice do you have for them? Yeah. I think first it kind of just gets to like, I spent all this time and money in school for this, you know, specific career and now I'm not doing anything with that. Um, that was, that was definitely hard for me to swallow, especially when I was like making kind of the career shift or like new different routes were opening for me in different ways. Um, but I wish someone in college or maybe you didn't go to college and you're just figuring out like what to do in life too, or, um, whatever you kind of stepped into after high school was that you may not do what you have your specialty in and like, that's okay. I mean, most people even don't do that. Like I have so many people, you meet some people they are like, Oh, I went to school for this, but now I'm doing this. And it's like night and day difference too. And, um, yeah. So I just, someone, I, I think I felt, I did feel a ton of guilt. And I think that's why I, after college, I kept going, um, 
to you and a couple other friends that we were in the same like cohort together in school, but being like, I don't know what to do because I think, I don't know if I, if I felt like since I went to college for this, I like signed my life away to this one field and I didn't give it a good enough try or whatever. And, um, I had a couple people like make some like, you know, hard remarks to me too, being like, Oh, the world's missing on good social worker, or you should have done this and that. And, like I being young, I think I let that take root in my heart too much. So I think that's something else too. like take what other people say, like with seriously a grain of salt, because again, what I was saying before, like they're not in the relationship. It's not you, this other person and God in the relationship. Like it's a direct line between you and him. And it may not look like, you know, what you thought it was going to be, but if you're being obedient and what he's calling you to, um, yeah, he has like best plans for you and living life a little bit more. And I'm sure even, um, ladies that are like older than me or have a family or, you know, have grandkids or whatever can see that like God truly does like set you up like season by season. Mm -hmm. And I look back and I'm like, Oh, that's why I went through that because it helped me prepare or get ready for this next thing that I didn't know was coming or I didn't plan or prepare for. But I I can see how God has like woven situations or people or whatever, like into my life. And like, I truly believe that like, he does set you up season by season and he doesn't give you the, no, we want it. The like picture of the puzzle box cover what the puzzle should look like like he just gives us piece by piece and it it forms together in like the most beautiful way that I do take a step back and I'm like I couldn't have done that (laughs) I couldn't have thought of that or planned that like on my own yeah and I just think that people hold on to so much like shame and just feeling of like oh, I just, I quit at this or I lost this or, you know, Mm -hmm. I just feeling like you said, just really like guilty Mm -hmm. and like a waste, but I don't think you ever waste your time. I think, like you said, you learn in every single season and you Morgan have learned so much in how just to be compassionate and like just understanding people better from all of those years learning about social work. And so that directly goes into ministry. You're working with people and understanding them better. And so you are able to bring this whole new just piece of yourself into that because of what you experienced. And so I think people really need to be able to take a step back and look at it that way too. It's like, what did I learn from that experience? What am I taking with me instead of what am I giving up? Like, what did I waste my time on? Right. That's so good. Yeah. Well, I know we're, I can't believe that we're already like getting close to our time being done. (laughs) We could sit and talk about this for hours and we have, (laughs) (laughs) but just what is just encouragement that you have as we're wrapping up here for that person who really is just the planner and really struggling to let God take the reins, whether that is because of fear or because of just control. You know, I'm someone where I thought if I don't do it, like it's not going to be done correctly. And that's something I had to battle with and giving it to God. So just what are just final pieces of encouragement that you have for those people that are listening today? Yeah. I think with that too, it's, it is killing like the expectations, like unmet expectations, like build resentment in your life, like between expectation and reality, like all that space in the middle is like 
room for disappointment too. Um, so I would say that like when you kill the expectation that creates room for something new and something new for God, um, to do, I think Stephen um, Furtick has a quote that I always hold on to that expand your expectation to include what you didn't plan for. Cause that does usually happen, but, um, happens with that. But, um, I would just say, just position your heart and your life into a place of surrender. Um, it's humbling and it's hard, but it takes the pressure off of you. And it's so freeing to know I don't have to plan everything. I don't have to be perfect in everything that I do. Um, and just being present and, um, plan and prepare with God, but not like too far ahead, you know, um, just stay in your lane. And now that's a, a popular phrase too, or the, the course that, you know, and, um, you know, try to block your brain and your mind, your perspective to going to the what ifs or, oh, I should plan if it goes this way or like worst case scenario, um, type of thing. But, um, just talking about planning here also, um, to really like, hold on to this. I love this verse, but Proverbs 69, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Another version of that is within your heart. You can make plans for your future, but the Lord chooses the steps you take to get there. So just really holding on to that truth and that hope that again, takes the pressure off. But I think a lot of times too, like we see God maybe doing like five or 10 things in our life, but really behind the scenes, like he's doing so much more than we even know. And like that our minds can like comprehend with that too. Um, and I think again, I said, you know, you're a little bit older or whatever, but like hindsight really is 2020. And I look back into my life, like I think it, it's just a good reminder for all of us just to stop and look back for all the ways like God has provided for us. And, um, you know, just having me like, all right, I've, I've gone through hard things before I've been in this position before, like I said, where I'm kind of at right now is like, I don't know what I'm maybe going to do next or what the next thing is, but I know like God's come through to me for me in my life. I've heard of other stories for people and I I'm believing that, um, um, for my life, but, um, yeah, he truly knows what's best for you. And, um, I know there's been a lot that's happened over these last years with COVID pre COVID where there has been a lot of disappointments and, um, things that have messed up our plans, but you know, our prayer just should be that I don't know what you're doing, God, but even if if this happens or this doesn't happen, like I trust you and I want you to do a new work in me and to use me. And if different doors open and close, like I'm going to walk in and out of those doors, like with confidence. And I would also say like, notice who's around you and like what you're listening to and what's like really like feeding your heart, like make sure that's you know, building up truth and, and calling you to be who God's called you to do and challenging you. And, um, yeah, just have to, this is why I'm like preaching this to myself. Like I said before, too, I think this is like an ongoing thing in life where we have to come back and just remind ourselves of that. But, um, and even each season brings like a different level of, of this, where you really have to lean into like, okay, God, I'm going to be all in right now and present in this season. And I want to get from it what you're trying to show me. Cause I don't want to look back and be like, I missed out on this, or I have to learn this a different way, but how can I learn and grow right now? And just, you're doing so much better than you think you are. I think Mm. that's another thing. We are very hard on ourselves as humans and just ask God for wisdom and and what to do and um, just tune into the Holy Spirit and his promptings and 
what he's leading you to do. Cause that will never lead you wrong. And, um, you might, I would say too, like if you're going down a road and you're like, I don't know what I'm doing here or what's happening. Like, but I feel like God is leading me here. Like keep going down it. Cause you don't know what's going to be at the end or what's going to happen through it. Like give it time, give it time, like for it to happen and to wait on God. Um, because it could be something beautiful from like the unexpected. And I think the very last thing, and I was a lot there, but, um, you can prepare and plan the way you want to go, but it may not go the way you plan. But I, I do believe in testimony of my life. It will, it will turn out even better than you would have thought or could have planned for. So I hope that encourages someone and just where they're at. And, um, where, I think it's just a general wherever you're at in life and you're wanting or hoping for something, but, um, just knowing that, yeah, God has the best for his children and, and he loves us. And at the end of the day, I think it's just, yeah, letting go and, and letting him really like take over in our lives. Yeah. Oh, I love all that. And it is so encouraging. And I know people will listen and just feel empowered just to take that next step. If they have been holding back in an area, just uh, out of fear of like, I don't want to do the wrong thing or just scared that this looks different than what I thought it would be just to empower them to, to take it. You have no idea what could happen. So Morgan, you're always so encouraging. (laughs) And and I just think that your life truly is a testimony of just like following God and whatever he has, even when it's hard or scary or stretches you. So thank you for being here today and just helping everyone else. (laughs) Yes. No, it's been an honor. And, um, yeah, your guys are a great resource and all your stuff is so encouraging for every season of life too. Mm. Well, thank you until next time, right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Next time. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Bridging the Gap podcast. We were honored to hear from Morgan Pearson on following God's path as a planner. Learn more about Morgan and her current involvement at VU Church in Miami, Florida by following at M-O-J-O Pearson on social media. You can also learn more about Bridging the Gap at mnbtg.org by downloading the Bridging the Gap app through your app store or by following mnbtg on social media. Thank you for joining us and we look forward to being with you next time on the Bridging the Gap podcast.